The Inhuman Global Podcast is brought to you by Freshen Up Hydration, keeping you hydrated and energized with great flavors that you can add to just a simple glass of water. And by Killer Jerky, bringing you the most flavorful jerky and snacks around. And by Sore Dog, where you can find comfortable and high-quality Inhuman Global merch. To check out our sponsors and to connect with us, go to our Twitter at Inhuman Global. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are listening from. I am Katie, Tiny0401, and this is the Inhuman Global Podcast. I will introduce myself briefly, but I am a Twitch streamer. You can find me on Twitch at Tiny0401. I like to call myself a variety streamer, though I am kind of not at the moment. I stream a lot of Dead by Daylight, and we have a lot of fun playing. Um, but recently I've been getting into Hitman 3, so if you are into that kind of thing, be sure to come and uh, check me out. I am joined tonight by Jared, the J Sloan. What is up, Jared? What is going on, everybody? Um, I guess they liked me so much the first time I had to come back a second time. <laughs> uh, the same usual deal, uh, just a Rainbow Six Siege streamer. Um, so I've recently switched from twitch.tv to trovo.live when it comes to uh streaming um i f i feel that the platform that i've moved to when it comes to the inclusiveness and to the i guess the vibe of like welcomingness and people uh i guess to be really honest not being complete a-holes um and just yeah. the overall vibe of the platform being a lot better um i'm glad i've made this move so far it's essentially the same business model as twitch uh but you know they're they're green instead of pink and if you guys know me personally you know i look better in green so <laughs> um, but yeah, so I am at trovo.live forward slash the J Sloan, just in case you guys would like to catch me there. So very nice. I'm I'm really excited. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about um that particular platform because this is actually the first time I heard about it. I uh, I was scrolling through Twitter the other day and I saw that you were switching and I was like, huh. Hmm. So um I definitely wanted to talk to you about that. Um but I want to open up with kind of like a question of the day. I think this could be something that we could do in the future. Unfortunately, tonight, Dre will not be with us. Um, he has some family things that he needs to take care of, but he will be here next week and we will have another uh, great episode for y'all. But my question of the day is World of Warcraft or League of Legends, which game do you prefer if you have played both? If you have not played both um, and you just prefer one just because it's the game you know, let us know. Um, World of Warcraft or League of Legends? I personally am a World of Warcraft fan. I don't know about you, Jared. So for me, um, I, yeah, I have played both uh, back when they had that special going on that you could play World of Warcraft like for free mm -hmm. up to level 20. I, I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah, somewhere yeah. out there I have like I have like 19 characters that are level 20 <laughs> somewhere out there floating around. I, in the yeah, void. I, yeah, right in in the void. Um, but I mean, for sure, I would say World of Warcraft. Um, before World of Warcraft, I played RuneScape, so I'm more mm -hmm. like you know back then in that point in time, I was definitely like a like a quest completer, like open world MMORPG. Yeah. You know, I was that gamer uh, before I found out what like a first person shooter was, and then I was like, oh my god, yes, so. I'm not gonna lie, I, I never got into League of Legends. I think I tried to play it once. And and like, uh, from from what I remember, it's similar to Pokemon Unite, like the, the gameplay yeah. at least. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't played it or watched it in forever. 
Um, but I think it's really gaining a lot of a lot more fans just because especially with, uh, you know, they are doing a TV show with Netflix. And right, I think yeah. that that's really going to bring some more um, people that have not played the game into, you know, I guess the show is called Arcane. But yeah, I think yeah, more people yeah. will start playing League of Legends or at least testing it out, seeing what they think. But yeah, World of Warcraft for sure. I I'm a big fan of, you know the role play aspect of what you can do in world of warcraft i just think it's really cool but there's so much that we need to talk about jared i know that you are a pc player and we'll talk about some more pc stuff that's going on um because there's a pc game that i just heard about but i want to kind of open up with the playstation plus games okay uh i i was so excited last week to talk about these games because I was reading the rumored games. Like I heard maybe we were going to get Cuphead, um, but it's looking like we're getting um, the new SpongeBob game, I guess, which is um, Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. I don't know. I'm not really excited about that. I'm not going to lie. I gotcha. Uh, And then we got Slay the Spire. I I have no idea what that game is. And then there's Hood, Outlaws and Legends. I don't know if you've heard of any of those. but I don't know. I think Hood is like um, a PVE, basically. Okay. And um, like you recruit outlaws and you make a bunch of uh, different fortresses, kind of like solidify your base, maybe. Okay. I don't know. It just, it, it doesn't seem interesting to me. But maybe I'm being too picky. I think my heart was really set on Cuphead, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm very particular because again, we had some pretty good games in the past, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hood Outlaws and Legends. Yeah, so it says here uh, in this intense online multiplayer title, rival gangs compete in daring heists to hit the wealthy where it hurts. One of the different game modes is State Heist, a full co-op PVE mode where teams control spawn points to recuperate as much gold as possible. Hmm. In Gold Rush uh, PvPVE mode, however, Two teams of four players battle it out in an attempt to execute the perfect heist, stealing and extracting oh, wow. treasure while fighting each other right and now, yeah. the AI guards. Equipped with unique skills and mystical abilities, each character moves in stealth to steal treasures unseen. It's up to you to recruit your band of outlaws, master formidable fortresses, and outplay your rivals. So it sounds like a group version of... Um, like the old Robin Hood game that came out where you had uh-huh. to like, where you had to outdo the captain of the guard and then also outdo the guards themselves. It sounds like a team yeah. version of that. So, I mean, reading it now, it sounds a little bit like actually seeing the, uh, you know, the information on the link, um, which is on the PlayStation blog. For those of you that want to check out the information on the uh, new games coming out for PlayStation Plus. But I don't know. It still isn't really catching my attention um i think you know maybe the spongebob game will be interesting uh just because you know i i was a big spongebob fan as a kid i don't i don't (laughs) know many people our age who did not watch spongebob so (laughs) right yeah we'll we'll see it it should be an interesting month of uh, free games so we will see and like i said you play on pc so i'm looking currently at uh our next topic which is tiny tina's wonderlands I don't know if you know this, Jared, but when I hop into people's streams on Twitch, like, you know, it's my username's Tiny0401. So the people that I watch on Twitch are usually playing games like Dead by Daylight, which, 
you know, you can't really be staring at your chat all that much because a killer could pop up, a skill check, whatever. Right. So people have looked at my username and called me Tina. <laughs> so I, I saw this game and a friend of mine was like, I think that this is the game that you need to stream from now on because yeah, everybody's been calling me Tina. Um, but it's it's apparently gotten really good reviews. On Steam, it says, embark on an epic adventure full of whimsy, wonder, and high-powered weaponry. Roll your own multi-class hero, then shoot, loot, slash, and cast on a quest to stop the Dragon Lord. It looks a lot like World of Warcraft, like the uh, the graphics. I don't know if you're checking it out right now, but like it looks really interesting. Um, I think right now it isn't out for purchase uh, or at least not on steam but the people that have tested it out have really liked it um it just seems really interesting i don't know um i may actually play it who knows but on game informer they're saying that uh it is a spellbinding hit yeah so it looks like they give it a 9.5 which is pretty uh you know which is pretty crazy for game informer it seems like as of the last few years they've been a lot more harsher on how they rate games and stuff. And it does kind of mm-hmm. give me World of Warcraft vibes, but then it gives me like, uh, what's it called? Borderlands vibes as well with like yeah, the first person hugs and stuff. Yeah. So I, uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see where it goes. And then if it's something that they can mm-hmm. uh, bring to PC, then, um, you know, then we'll wait. It says here that it was reviewed on PC. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it just kind of, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that I wait for a game to come out and then I like oh, for sit sure. on reviews for two months before I buy it. So, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, if they're, you know, if they're able to make it happen, then heck yeah. So I'm the kind of person, like, I really was super interested in seeing what Elden Ring was all about. Um, and I don't know, after seeing gameplay, it doesn't really seem like something I want to personally play. Um, I think that I would get pretty ragey <laughs> playing uh, that game. Yeah. Not going to lie. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm that kind of person. I want to wait for the games. I want to see the gameplay on YouTube without getting um, spoilers and just see if it seems like the kind of game that would really draw me in. Um, but I'm reading the review, and it does say, um, it says just like Borderlands 3. It talks a little bit more about Borderlands, but I don't want to give a, a lot of spoilers because... I think people really should check this out. I'm looking at like the pictures and it, it really does look cool. I think this is something I will try, but yeah, I don't know. It seems interesting to me. For sure. For sure. So next topic, Jared, I know you just got your own place. So that is super exciting. Yeah, yeah. Do you have, do you have any furniture that is specific to gaming? Like that you're like, okay, this is my gaming chair. This is like my gaming, you know, whatever. I have an office chair that is like 41 sheets to the wind and like it's leather is peeling off and yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's gone through the weather. So, well, you know, like, so people have their, their gaming stuff, their gaming chair for PC gaming, whatever, but I'm looking at this new piece of furniture and honestly, it's really cool. If I was more into games like uh, D and D and all that, I would probably get this, but it is a, a a tabletop gaming table. Like people have had these out, but this one looks so cool because I'm looking at it and it looks like a normal table. You wouldn't guess that it's uh, for gaming. It's just a kind of a coffee table, essentially is what it looks like. But it has USB chargers. It's got cup holders. 
it, it's really, really interesting. It's got places where you can roll your dice. I don't know. This thing looks like it could be a really cool staple for people to have in their house, right. especially with get-togethers for like D&D. Um, it's another uh, article that I saw on Game Informer, but like this thing, it looks sturdy. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is the table that you were talking about the other day, and I think it's like the certain dimensions. I think I looked up. It was it mm -hmm. was uh, it was like four in. It was like like a four inch uh, recessed play area, and it comes with like its own cover. So like it's like a like a cover that you can put on top of the actual like felt fabric for cards and like or for you know for whatever type of game that you're playing on it. Um, it sounds like it was a, uh, I think it was a crowdfunded uh, table as well. Um, and I oh, think wow. they're looking to actually, when they go to price it, they want it to be like 30 to 35% less than what they originally like. Intended uh, for it to be. Yeah. Gauged it at. Yeah. I mean, but given, you know, given that they're going to have optional accessories like USB chargers and like all this other stuff, you know, that, you know, that, that is pretty wild. So. I mean, it, it's really cool. I, I've seen tons of uh, furniture and accessories for gaming that I definitely would love to implement in my own home. Like there, there is, I don't know if this is specifically for gaming, but it would be super cool uh, for console players. You know, if you're having a Mario party night or Mario Kart night, which I would love to do another one of those with a bunch of my friends. Um, but this little coffee table has a mini fridge it's got chargers, it's got lights, you know, the the colored lights that I guess light up at the bottom of the coffee table and change colors. Um, it's super cool. And I mean, of course, you know, you have to make sure that it's plugged in somewhere and a lot of people have those floor plugs in their homes, but it is super awesome. And that's, that's something that I would love to implement. That would be super sick to have in there. And then to also have a gaming coffee table for tabletop games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I know that I need to get some more gaming things like uh, gaming furniture. So mm -hmm. hopefully sure, we'll be getting sure. a gaming, uh, a gaming chair for my streams and stuff soon. So, so going from uh, like gaming coffee tables and like furniture and, and, mm -hmm. and stuff like this, uh, that reminds me of another game informer article that I found about the new halo uh, TV show that premiered on Paramount plus and for me, um, we're kind of going off script a little bit here, but it's something I feel like we should bring up since it is kind of the talk of the town right now. Um, mm -hmm. So it being on Paramount Plus, I haven't been able to watch it myself because I only have Netflix because I'm that guy. But <laughs> have you have you seen any type of episode for it, or like have you, like, have have, you watched any? Or I have. Um, there's only one episode out currently. I believe the next one comes out. Uh, maybe it came out today. I don't know. Um, but episode one is out. And so I, I played Halo Reach, so I know a little bit of the story, but it's been years since I played through the campaign. Mm -hmm. um, but I really, really liked episode one. Um, from what my husband told me, because he's like the biggest Halo fan, like he, you could talk to him about the lore and like he would not be able to shut up. He knows everything there is to know about Halo, basically. And we were watching, and he's like, oh, that doesn't happen in the games. It's not this. It's it's not a silver team. It's blue team or something like that. And I was just like, I just want to watch for Master Chief. Like, I'm not going to lie. Right, um, right. 
I thought it was really well done. Um, there were a couple scenes where I was like, did they really like put that in there? Because the way that it cut was just not good. The way it was filmed, it wasn't like the actors or anything. Right. But I don't know. It was it was really well done. You you should definitely see if you can get a trial for Paramount Plus because I I definitely suggest the Halo TV show, especially if you've played it. Even if you if if you are really big into the lore, like you you may be disappointed. I I don't know. It's it's just an entertaining show, and I think that they're trying to create their own lore based off of um, what's already been known about the game franchise um which i gotcha. think is a smart move considering but yeah the uh, big I, thing that i've seen about it too is uh how like halo it's more of like a character driven story like you're following mm -hmm. the master chief you're following cortana uh you're following uh sergeant johnson you know like you're 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 kind of you get invested the shoulder in story. of Right, right. And so a big thing that I've seen is they've taken it from like a character driven story to a plot driven story. And the first thing yes. that can happen with plot driven stories is the people we care about in those plots can die. So it's kind of one of those things where people, I mean, mm -hmm. you can't kill the Master Chief. I mean, that guy has been, yeah, he is 41 <laughs> flavors of, yeah, of like what, like what the hell are we doing? You know, so, Basically. Uh, so it's, it is kind of, you know, I am kind of weary on where they're going to go with it. I, you know, like I said before, I, I haven't mm -hmm. watched it because right now Halo is it's on the up and up when it comes to, you know, like quality gameplay. Uh, from what I understand, the campaign for Halo was actually really good, you know, for for Halo Infinite. And I would hate for a TV show to come in and like gas all yeah. of the progress that they made with like recuperating the story and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I guess we'll, we'll I, see where it goes. I, I get that. But Blaze, like I said, Blaze is huge on Halo. And one of the things that he told me was that this seems, at least from his perspective, it seems to be taking place like before Reach. But okay. they're kind of grabbing at straws is what he told me to create something that is different. But he's like, he wonders if they're even going to try to go into the story of reach and all that I, I don't know but i'm excited to see where the story goes i will say spoiler alert you do see master chief unmasked which is totally unlike his character right um like blaze told me that in the games there's one scene where master chief does take off his helmet but you don't even see his face and people that have you know i guess hacked out of the game to see his face say that they literally just see a miniature helmet, like another helmet right? where he would have taken it off, which I mean, is a smart move. That way they don't have to like create a whole like face for him. I don't gotcha. know. Gotcha. I just think that that's not, that's not the most important part of who Master Chief is. His face isn't, but yeah, um, it was really well done. It's like Darth Vader. Like you don't see his face. Like, well, I mean, you see his face, but like, you know what I mean? You don't Not in its form of Darth Vader. Yeah, that's that's what I mean about going from a plot-driven or going from a character-driven story to a plot-driven mm -hmm. story. Yeah, like you know, and and I mean, if you're considering one, two, and three to be four, five, and six of Star Wars, mm -hmm. like you don't see Anakin, Darth Vader's face until Return of the Jedi. So, like, while we do know who he is in the prequels, it's kind of the same thing. Like, you you right. want some mystery about master chief i would have liked to at least waited until the end of the season like that would have been right. nice but 
maybe I'm being too picky. I don't know. <laughs> like yeah. face reveals just are kind of getting a little annoying in games. Like, um, have you played Resident Evil Village? Oh, I've seen some gameplay on it, but I haven't yeah. played it myself. No. Well, like you know, it's in first person, and um, mm. I, I think it's been out almost a year. I think it'll be a year um, next month because this episode is coming out on my birthday, April Fools. Uh, so I'm pretty excited. But um, yeah, it's going to be a year next month, which is insane. But you never see Ethan's face, and uh, again, people have gone outside of uh, the cutscene to see his face. And there's literally no head at Oof. all. So, you know, developers, they, they want you to be invested in the story, not what the person looks like. So I, I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. But we mm -hmm. can kind of go sure. from one show to another because I know that you watched Game of Thrones. We've talked about this. Right. But you did not watch the last season. Uh, can you no, tell I me why? Because uh, I heard <laughs> I heard it was not only one dumpster fire; it was like an entire landfill. So I oh. did not I did not bother to watch it because I heard uh, like in a matter of one season, all of the previous seasons' progress when it came to individual characters were like undone, and you could really tell yeah. that with the writing that they were either pressed for time or they were only approved for like one more season instead of like several others. I have no idea. But so, I mean, you know, between Jon Snow leading, um, oh gosh, what are the people, uh, the wildings or the wildlings? The wildlings, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, between him basically like taking himself away from the throne and like being king of the north and leading the wildlings and, you know, the, uh, gosh, you're going to have to remind me of, like, characters' names, but the daughter <laughs> of the Targaryen king. Daenerys, um, yeah. Yeah, Daenerys having all of this, like, personal growth just for it to be, like, taken away. away. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I mean, and then just, I don't know, it just didn't really make, make sense to me. I, I never watched it, but I read, like a, like, a quick summary of it. You know, like, there might be things that led up to it that i don't know about but it's like yeah it's like the writers in the show and the character like they spend all this time trying to convince you that like she is gonna redeem her family and right right all this other you know and all this other stuff and then when it comes down to it she goes batshit crazy just as the other family members did and it kind of put mm -hmm. a bad taste in my mouth about it so i was kind of like oh wow great fantastic. you're not gonna waste your time so, Right. I yeah. completely understand why people didn't want to watch it. I, I did watch it. I was very invested in the show and I kind of felt like, well, I've already gone this far watching it. So mm -hmm. I'm going to watch this last season. Right. Um, and I will say, I mean, I did not expect, I, maybe I should have expected Daenerys to kind of become the mad queen per se, but um, I did not really see that coming. So it was yeah. kind of, I, I felt like I was blindsided, but you know, Blaze is always so nitpicky. He's like, oh, uh, I saw that coming from like a mile away. It was very obvious. They were foreshadowing. And I kind of think that they were now that I'm looking back, like I'm trying to rewatch it so I can understand why they went the direction that they did. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's kind of tough though. You got George R. R. Martin, who is an older guy and, you know, he's always taken a long time to get his next projects out there. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we don't even have Winds of Winter. We've been waiting for Winds of Winter since... Uh, I don't even know since I guess uh, Dance with Dragons came out, but I mean, it's kind of like when, when you don't have the content, I mean, what do you do? 
maybe George R. R. Martin, um, maybe that is the content for Winds of Winter. Maybe we know what happens in Winds of Winter now, but um, I don't know. It's kind of disappointing. I know that uh, Daenerys was a personal favorite character of mine. I think Amelia Clark, the actress who played her, is absolutely fantastic. I love her. I've loved her in all of her other films and projects. She's she's just great. Right. Um, but yeah, they, they definitely changed things up and made you be like, um, what? Excuse me? But I will say I was very happy uh, seeing Ramsey Bolton dead and uh, seeing a oh, bunch yeah. of characters that I was like, oh, yeah. Just, just please, please, please be written off. Please die. Uh, you know, Cersei and Jamie, R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Jamie was kind of a, he had a wake-up call, and then, but oh, yeah. it still wasn't. I think that his his growth was really well done. I'm not going to lie. He wasn't my favorite character, but I was like, you know, he, he kind of saw, not only was Daenerys a Mad Queen, but so was Cersei. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. she... You know, but I I think from being being a mother, uh, regardless of, you know, how her children came to be, you know, when you have your kids ripped from you, it's it's heartbreaking. So I can yeah. understand why she was so ticked off and wanted to change things and, uh, you know, be the one in charge. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, it was it was it was an interesting way to see her downfall. But the freaking prequel is coming out and it's about the Targaryens. Like, right. Have yeah. you seen that? It's like, like it, it's like called the like House of Dragon or. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm really excited because I mean, we're not going to see Amelia Clark to, I mean, at least to my knowledge, because this is apparently taking place like thousands of years before her. But um, this was pushed back for a while. And I think part of that was um, because of what they did with Game of Thrones. Right. But I think this is going to be really interesting. So far, we know that it's obviously about them. Um, but it comes out in August, which is insane. Yeah, and I think says, August 21st, yeah. It says it's a 10-episode series. So that makes me wonder, is the entire, like, is it just going to be one season? Right. Oh, that, I, I, have, I have no idea. Um, I think it, yeah. So I think you are right. I think when Game of Thrones starts you know because the stark family and then the royal family of uh of the lannisters you know Uh they had you know the alliance to overthrow the targaryens and then i believe the original show starts like 20 or 20 or 25 years after the war that overthrew the targaryens and then like exiled them essentially Right. right. Um. After that happened, and then I think this new show, it's like two hundred or two hundred and fifty years or so, or something like that, um, before the actual Game of Thrones show. I was um, very and old. then <laughs> and then the yeah. So it's back when the Targaryens were still in power, but it was like when they were starting to like yeah, like slip up. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it kind of highlights the beginning of their end as like the war like the royal family in that country. And um I think it's oh god, it's based off of one of his books and the book escapes me right now. But Fire and Blood. Um Fire, Fire and Blood. Blood. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So then for uh yeah, so then for that I for a, a 10 part series or a 10 e- or a 10 episode series, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know if it's going to be over the course of two months, if they're going to do like an episode a week. Right. 
or what they're and you know what they're going to end up doing but i'm sure it'll be good they they do have some pretty big shoes to fill you know because the original show was like iconic for mm -hmm. a long time i mean it was to the point where i mean the most or like the third most popular female name for a girl when was, you know, daenerys, when was daenerys yeah yeah oh. so it's yeah it's kind of one of those things where it's <laughs> i mean i wouldn't name my kid after jamie but you know if people believe yeah. in it that much than they do so it's like what do those parents think now that we're so invested that they named their kid Daenerys or they named their kid Khaleesi because of the show and then they see her downfall and they're just like oh maybe right. I uh, <laughs> I don't know right. but I gotcha I, I think HBO's smartest move um because apparently this is only going to be through HBO Max it will not be on uh television you can't watch it on television just streaming really? Um, I think their smartest move is to make this just a, a 10 episode, like you're not going to keep going with seasons, like literally just make it a 10 episode series. That's it. Yeah. Um, which I mean that they say it's a 10 episode series, but sometimes the success can turn into more. Right. Their best bet just to, so people don't get invested if they do go further, leave it at that. And I think it'll, I think it'll do really well. I really do. Uh, but August 21st, I'm excited to tune in and check that out. Like, show, I know I'm going to be watching right away. Yeah. I know we're kind of going to be wrapping up shortly. This is a shorter episode um, of the Inhuman Global podcast. But you were talking about in the beginning, um, you made this switch from Twitch to, uh, what was it? Trovo. So Trovo, it's essentially, and, and if you guys need that spelled, it's T-R-O-V-O dot live. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so it's essentially the same concept, the same business model, the same method to the same madness as Twitch. Um, but right now, Twitch, they're, uh, they're very overly saturated when it comes to creators, right? So it's very hard for people that provide good quality content to actually be out there and be put into a light where, uh, you know, they are highlighted properly for the amount of work that they're, you know, that they're doing. And I found that, you know, it, the you know because the the three or four streams that i've had on trovo have been so much more appealing they've been so much more entertaining they've been so much more just rewarding fulfilling whatever type of word that you would want to use rather than a twitch stream for me what, so. what, what would you what do you mean by um appealing more appealing um than it would be on twitch is it like you you see more people being able to click onto your stream or, or what is what is what do you mean so appealing from both perspectives as like a viewer or a creator, right? So for me, they have an option to where when someone joins your stream, a welcome message pops up. So like how oh, wow. a message pops up saying like, uh, so, like such and such user has followed, you have that same mm -hmm. message, but for when they click in and they start watching. So it could be like, oh, hey, welcome, such and such is here. And then it kind yeah. of gives, and then it gives the creator a chance to be like, Hey, thanks for stopping in. So you, Welcome in, you know, yeah. cause yeah. Cause it's like walking into a business and like the people are working and they don't even look up to say hi. And they're kind of like, mm, well, this is weird, you know? So, um, and then it's interesting, right, right. Yeah. So, and then for that, you know, that's, you know, that's one of the things that they, you know, that they're doing that is a little bit better. And then also they follow mm -hmm. a, like a leveling up system. So, uh, instead of like you, going from like a streamer to affiliate to partner they uh -huh. have like 
they have like leveling systems, right? So then That's you have like, I I believe it's level one through seven. Uh, mm -hmm. Let me leveling system. Let me I, I, I like here. the idea of a leveling system. Mm -hmm. What I will say is, um, I mean, I, I hope that there's still a challenge that not everything is like super achievable. Um, right. For sure. But I will say some of the, some of the Twitch requirements can be extremely tough. Um, for sure. I think the average, the average viewer um, requirement for partner is 50, if 75. I'm not mistaken, or 75. Um, and for, uh, I think affiliate, it's like five. I don't remember. Right. But, it's um, like three or five, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's so easy to get affiliate, but then partners like way, way far ahead. And I, I just feel like there should be some more steps in between. So I like I like where you're going with um for sure. having a leveling system. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and I think there's like seven levels that you have to do or something like that. I mm -hmm. I don't I don't really quite remember. I I've, I've only been on here for a few days and I'm still. Oh, okay. So it looks like there's five levels. Yeah. So, um, and then and then with that, um. I, mm -hmm. And I just feel like it's a lot more transparent and like the viewers aren't toxic and everyone is super welcoming and it's yeah. a lot more inclusive when it comes to like people that aren't American. I feel like when you go on Twitch, it's like dominated by people that are like quote unquote Western, like a Western-ish vibe mm -hmm. to it, you know? So, and on this uh, right now, there's like this huge wave of like Russian streamers because with the war in Ukraine, just like normal everyday oh, yeah, streamers, yeah, yeah. they can't use Twitch. So Twitch, they shut off their services for essentially everyone in Russia that wants to stream out of like protest for the war in Ukraine. But these people, mm -hmm. you know, for, you know, for them, streaming is like literally their livelihood, right? For the people that can do it every single day and like right. do it enough to where they can pay for all their stuff. So it, you know, it is kind of rough. So all these people that are coming from, you know, from Twitch, they're, you know, they're landing on Trovo. So there's like a huge influx, like when I wake up in the morning and then I go to look at like the, like the stream feed, it's like all Russian people. So it is kind of, you know, it is kind of cool to see a lot of diversity and a lot of like inclusion between like people that are quote unquote Western and then people that, you know, are, I mean, I'm talking like South America, Africa, Asia, Southeast Asia, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. So. It's it's really cool to where everyone has like an equal amount of representation to it. That is really awesome. Um, I found their Reddit page, and I'm looking at the level requirements, like how you can level up. Um, technically, there are six. Like level zero is where you start off, and like obviously, you don't have anything. Um, but to level up to level one, you are required to have an all-time stream hour of five hours um and 20 followers and then to get to level two you got to have 50 followers uh effective acu in the last 30 days would have to be four stream days in the last 30 days would be seven and stream hours in the last 30 days eight um these don't really seem like too difficult of um like of requirements if you genuinely start creating more of a following on there i just think you know with new streaming platforms that people are not aware of because I was not aware of Trovo um, mm -hmm. until you know you started talking about it. I I think that that's going to be the the toughest part is having the platform itself grow, whereas Twitch has been around for years and it's like massive. Mm -hmm. 
Right. Um, but there's potential. I, I genuinely do like seeing all these perks and seeing the level requirements. It, it definitely seems more encouraging uh, to streamers. That's, sure. that's at least the vibe that I'm getting from what I'm reading. Um, but you guys check it out. Let us know what you guys think of um, Trovo versus Twitch. Do your research and let us know if you think one is better than the other. Um, are you team Twitch or are you team Trovo? Do you think you'll be making a switch if you're a streamer? I am genuinely interested because that's that's very, very cool. I've seen other platforms uh, for streaming, not just gaming, but like art. I can't remember what it is, but uh, there's like an art streaming website. And my friend does uh, streams on there of her pieces. And it's really interesting. I think it's cool seeing um, more streaming platforms come out for content creators not just gaming content creators but right everyone. right it's nice it's refreshing to know that people are getting places to um put out their content i think people just really they need to find their their niche their niche however you say that word i guess that's just the difficult part of um really streaming like how do you find your niche your niche like what do you do because I know with me, gaming has always been fun. So that was kind of a no brainer for me. Um, but for some people, I know it can be difficult. Like they know that they want to do something um, and share it with people online. But it's like, how do you find what you're good at, I guess? Yeah, for sure. For sure. What, I, what, I, like, I definitely understand. What What made you know that you wanted to stream gaming? I was just good at it. And I was surrounded by people that, you know, if they weren't good, they were a good company. And mm -hmm. it started from like making YouTube videos and it was kind of like watching other streamers kind of in a sense grow and have, you know, their own little posses and their own little entourages. Yeah. Um, and then each streamer would kind of commingle with each other. And, you know, the, the cool thing about community is there, you know, is there's never only one community to be a part of, you know, especially on the internet itself. Like I can't even... Right. I mean, imagine someone trying to summarize the community of the internet in one niche, you know, like, I feel like it's possible. So, uh, right. but I mean, sh like streaming gaming, it's, yeah, it's always been something that I really enjoyed doing. And it's something that when I used to come home from school, whether it was middle school or high school, I would always be itching to do. <laughs> so, yeah. and then it, me yeah, too. just, yeah, just like for you, it, it was a no brainer for me. So. I feel like for me, you know, being a mom, I, I never really had a lot of time for gaming after I had my son, um, especially, you know, in the very, very early infant days. It's like that's nearly impossible because every hour you are feeding your baby, changing your baby, all that. Um, you're exhausted. You're a zombie. And mm -hmm. I know that gaming, it was good for my mental health. I was able to, you know, get online when my son went down for his naps, hang out with people. I would see streamers that played Dead by Daylight that would welcome me um, into their stream while they're playing their game. And they would let me come in and join their games. And so it kind of became that um, self-care for me almost. And I thought after it had been years since I started my uh, Twitch channel, I was like, you know what? I think that it would be really cool to be able to not only help my mental health by playing video games, but to share my love of the game that I'm playing with others if they're interested in the vibes that I bring to my channel. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to do this. You know, if I get one viewer, that is freaking amazing. 
because that one viewer changes everything for a streamer. Mm -hmm. It really does. And sometimes you have cruddy streams where, you know, you have one viewer, you have three viewers and it goes down to one and then it goes down to like no one for a good Mm -hmm. solid, you know, chunk of time. And you're just like, yeah. And you're just sitting there like, well, what am I doing? But the content that you put out, even when you have no one watching is so important. And like, that's why I was just like, I'm going to game. I'm going to enjoy my time gaming and if people watch fantastic. So that was my mindset, but yeah, for sure. (laughs) I know that like, there's a lot of um, balance that you have to find between streaming or, uh, you know, for the people that take their VODs and make them into like YouTube videos and stuff, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and their daily life. It's, it's tough. I don't know how I'm going to keep a true solid schedule, you know, having my son, but I'm going to try And I know you've got your job. uh, You work at T-Mobile and you've got a promotion, (laughs) dude. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I uh, never thought I would find myself in any type of retail management position, but you know, here you are. Yeah. I guess it kind (laughs) of proves that hard work. You can make it happen. So, yeah. Well, I know that, you know, be, especially being a manager to like, you know, kind of run the business and, and get your employees, you know, make sure that they are doing what they need to be doing. I know that that is tough. So how mm-hmm. do you manage, you know, doing all of that? Cause I know that, you know, the store could close and you could be there for a while afterwards to make sure that paperwork uh, yeah. money is all good. Um, how do you balance that and make sure that you put out the content that you do? Cause like, for me, like I said, with being a mom, it's just a matter of nap time. And am I able to stream during his nap time? basically. I mean, it. I could have some kind of cliche speech, but it's just down to the point where if you want it, you're going to make the time. You know, it's just like any type of friendship or it's like any type of relationship or it's any type of like give and take situation in life. Like, Or like if you want to take something from something, you, you have to give towards it. And I mean, everyone that is the 1%, uh, like the 1% or the top 1% in anything, mm-hmm. they're not motivated, they're disciplined, you know? So they're, you know, they had the motivation to get into it, but it's the, you know, it's the point where they know that if, as long as they keep practicing the way that they're doing and they stay disciplined, they'll be the best at what they do. So it's to the point where I'm still in my stage of motivation. And right now I'm riding the wave of my videos doing pretty well when we can, you know, when you consider the ratio of, you know, the amount of subscribers I have to the views and stuff like that. And, it's just yeah. I'm putting the time in to get at least one video out a week. And as long as I maintain that, there's going to come a time where I'm going to get to a point where I'm going to be glad I didn't stop. And I'm glad I didn't like give up or, you know, or anything crazy like that. So just wanting it is probably the most advice. Just if you have time, you know, you know, just like if, if your health is declining and you need to go to the gym and you get off work and you have time to go to the gym, like go to the gym, you know, yeah, if you make you, it happen. Yeah. Right. If you, if, you know, if you really want it, you need, you need to make the time and yeah, if, you prioritize it. Yes. Yes, exactly. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I, and I, obviously my son is my number one priority, but mm-hmm. because streaming has helped me so much and gaming in general, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to, uh, make sure that I put out some content, whether I stream for an hour or whether he naps for, you know, like two and a half hours and I'm able to do that long of a stream. I mean, I'm going to put out that content and I'm going to make sure that, you know, people have fun watching what I put out. So right. definitely need to uh, 
make sure that you are encouraged enough to keep it going if it's something that you're passionate about. We've talked right. about this like last sure. week, all the passion that leads into uh, becoming a content creator. But we're probably going to close things out. Uh, next week, Dre will be back on and we will be talking a little bit. Dre and I always talk about Grand Theft Auto. We really do love the Grand Theft Auto franchise, but um, there is a new thing going on called the GTA Plus subscription program. It's a paid subscription program for Grand Theft Auto online, which mm -hmm. is insane. And uh, Dre and I will be talking about that next week, along with um, the new Breath of the Wild game. It has been delayed. That's all I'm going to say. It's been delayed. I am very upset because we've been waiting for this game for a while. And we'll be talking more about that next week, along with uh, the new PlayStation Plus. And you may be asking, what do you mean new PlayStation Plus? PlayStation Plus is PlayStation Plus. But there are some changes that will be happening in June. And apparently, you may be getting more bang for your buck. So we will be seeing more about that next week with Dre. I'm super stoked about that. Jared, thank you for hanging out tonight. Again, let people know where they can catch you. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jared Blake Sloan. You can find me on YouTube at the J Sloan, TH3J Sloan. And you can find me at trovo.live forward slash the J Sloan as well. Sweet. I will definitely be checking out some of your streams on Trovo and seeing what the platform is like. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but until our next podcast, I am Katie, Tiny0401. You know and the I Jay the, Sloan. Oh, <laughs> and I am the Jay Sloan. You already know me. And uh, this is the Inhuman Global Podcast. We hope that you will reach out and give us some comments, some feedback. Let us know what you thought of today's episode or our past episodes. And um, if you have any topics or guest suggestions, go ahead and send us an email to inhumanglobal at gmail.com. We will be sure to get back with you. And um, anything else, hit us up on our Twitter or our Instagram. Our Twitter is at inhumanglobal and our Instagram is inhumanglobal18. So we will see you next week and uh, we'll have some great content for you then. Later. Peace. The Inhuman Global Podcast is brought to you by Freshen Up Hydration, keeping you hydrated and energized with great flavors that you can add to just a simple glass of water. And by Killer Jerky, bringing you the most flavorful jerky and snacks around. And by Sore Dog, where you can find comfortable and high quality Inhuman Global merch. To check out our sponsors and to connect with us, go to our Twitter at Inhuman Global.